Welcome to Spiritually Clatch It. It's a safe place for the real ones to relate. We woke, but with the shits. The epitome of classy, bougie, and ratchet. We pray, turn up, focus on self-care, and more. Living in luxury and abundance, connecting with our soul tribe. This is Spiritually Clatch It, the podcast. All right, what the fuck is up? What's up? What's up? Okay, now you just made me think about <laughs> now you just made me think about Martin. I said I ain't know if I was gonna talk about it or not. But anyway, Ooh. welcome to Spiritually Clatch of the Podcast. We in the building. Time to check in with my ladies. What's going on, MGZ? Uh I have decided that I'm gonna start this weight loss journey <laughs> welcome to the club back more <laughs> well, welcome join us what a three we've know. been waiting for you so yeah i took the necessary steps to go to the doctor put certain things in my home so i can cook all of these things so i'm she like said, really cook. prepared level up okay yes Just round it. It's, so it's, it's 13. So it's 13. All right, cool. Yeah. 
But yeah, that's it. So we all on our grind to be extra fine. That we already fine. We should be extra, extra fine. That extra, extra. And make these niggas and these bitches lose their mind. Mm. I just want to have space to pig out on my birthday. <laughs> pig out because we did the time. That okay. Like, let me earn this. <laughs> yeah. Period. I think, I think it's a lot more of me having something to look forward to. Yes, you know, that too. And it's a little bit more motivation. Like, okay, you do have this coming up. You got this coming up. And you want to look this way. And so I don't want to be tired on the beach. That's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to be tired. Like, it's hot as fuck outside. Man, walking, listen. Yeah. When we was walking in like, New Orleans, we was like, that. when she said last week, like, we needed to recoup, like, we did at least three miles of walking. So should we just, stop drinking until then? Is that... I mean, I, I probably ain't, don't that. be drinking anyway, personally. Yeah, I'm not really a drinker, so it's not like... I, it's social for me, so right. when we get well, together... I socializing a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe just be more conscious in your socializing, like... Just only I'm a chaser. No chaser. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, or you, yeah. I mean, no hey, chaser. that works for you, but drink white yeah. liquor instead of brown. No or... White or, wine or like light beer, like just make a change. Seltzers, the seltzer thing. I think tequila is the best bet. I definitely would stay away from beer. Yeah, I'm not doing mm-hmm. that. Beer is a no go. <sighs> I, I don't feel the bloat in my mind. I'm not doing it. But then also cap yourself off if you don't have just straight tequila. But I mean, if then, I'm combining food like this, the tequila gonna hit different. It is. So I'm gonna be straight anyway. with just one shot. Mm, Do yes. this. <laughs> Just get you a You could probably soda. do uh lime in it. Yeah. You know, something like that. Sit, nice no, citrus like, citrus work. <laughs> you can combine it. Okay. Just the lime though. We gotta get the book because the book I mean, is gonna really tell us what I know, but it's gonna tell us <laughs> what liquor days, rules, what the real rules do. are. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get into this show. What Ooh. is our word for the week, baby? This week the word is stalwart. Mm. Stalwart. Yes. This word was quite inspiring when I came across. And let me tell you how to spell it first so you can look it up over there. It's S-T-A-L-W-A-R-T, stalwart. Stalwart. It is an adjective, and it means loyal, reliable, and hardworking. Mm. Okay. Stalwart. Stalwart. Loyal. Nice last name. Reliable. I'll be Mr. Stalwart. Listen, <laughs> if I find somebody with stalwart, I'm just going to assume the best out of you. Listen, that's the same this week. I require my partner to be stalwart. Yes. Period. I admire the stalwart uh, characteristics. Character. That's the word. I was say <laughs> attributes. Of, let me run it back. I admire the stalwart attributes of my future partner. That hard. Mm, yes. Thank you babe. already in advance. In I advance, thank you so I'm much grateful for being who you are, which I'll find as. so you guys out there you know what to do say it with your chest use use it with with your your friends friends. all right so yes next the tea tell me the tea it's thirsty (laughs) first of all i wanted to start like on a little high note Mm -hmm. with good news uh what's what's the man named russell wilson Mm. sierra's 
husband with his stalwart ass. Yes. He's <laughs> definitely big example. What I think of when I see when I think of that. Like he Ooh. seems to be all those things. He gave uh the commencement speech this past week at Dartmouth University, Dartmouth, and that is like one of those uh prestigious very prestigious schools. And also he received an honorary doctorate degree. Mm. I listened to a part of his speech, it was on the internet and on top of knowing that he's athletic, mm-hmm. on top of seeing how loving and doting and supportive and kind and endearing he is, mm. he's also smart as hell and educated mm. and well spoken mm. and it was just like yes god <laughs> russell wilson for president you know <laughs> like he is the change we russell need president. yes for president <laughs> come on white man yes the black man can yes I love like I it love was that. just amazing and then to see that he was awarded and rewarded with an honorary doctorate so i'm gonna call him dr wilson from here on out like <laughs> oh wow i He's mean from dartmouth you got a real one i mean okay. i'm sure they don't give those out willy-nilly I would hope not. I'm sure they I don't. Do. They don't have people come speak willy-nilly. I was about to yeah, say, they don't have they given them out? I'm like, they probably only invite speakers that already have doctor in front of their name. Yeah. I mean, so the fact... Some type of credential. Yeah, listen, Dr. Husband Wilson. Ooh, Dr. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> Wilson. Oh, <laughs> Everybody call him Daddy, I'm sure. <laughs> Everybody in the house anyway. Mm. And you know when mamas be having kids, they don't say the daddy name no more. They say, go ask daddy. Yeah. Go talk to daddy. Go mm-hmm. find. So, yeah, Dr. Daddy Wilson. I like it. <laughs> Dr. Daddy Dr. Daddy. And then also after seeing that, I saw um, Sierra was out somewhere, like, doing, like, a remote thing where she was performing or on location somewhere. Mm-hmm. And he showed up and surprised her with a beautiful oh arrangement Don't of orchids. Me. I love you. Oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> I'm sorry. And she was just like, oh my gosh, babe, what are you oh doing here? I'm so glad Don't you're here. Me. <laughs> surprise me. Yes, surprise me. I kind of like, we like that's together. the best surprise. Oh my God. They married. They definitely go together. <laughs> So I was like, oh my gosh, baby. you just right. We finna that <laughs> night. He surprised me in wherever Turks and Caicos with some baby flowers. We did it. It he happened. brings out the best in her too. Yeah, I feel like she can flourish, and he does too. Because like mm-hmm. I feel like they just work well together. Like, girl, I'm gonna make my own prayer. I'm gonna I mean, pray that shit over and over again. Like the perfect spouse for you. If you can bring out the best in me, then. We on the top, like yeah, what are we That's amazing. Just made my mouth it really just is a matter of being motivated by the right person because you you already have to be in a certain place to attract them. Right. So if they That's come true. around and then they inspire you, like you want your partner to be like amused to you. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yeah, I fucks with that shit. Mm-hmm. Like how Miguel saying, yeah, like. <laughs> The way he do that. Yeah. Like, I fuck with it like that. Like, oh no, what did I done? Okay. Oh. All right, next. Um, Jennifer Hudson. Also good news for her. She is officially the winner of the EGOT. I feel like we were talking about that. Like, what's EGOT? 
the EGOT is when you've won an Emmy, mm-hmm. a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. Oh, okay. So those are the biggest, like, performance Athletes. rewards you can get. And once you reach that status, you are considered an EGOT winner, meaning you've gotten something in every category. How many black people we got in every category? Two. A f- real official winners. Whoopi Goldberg and now Jennifer Hudson. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing. Also, John Legend, he has one because he got an honorary, I want to say, Tony for something. So does that really count? It counts to them because, like we said, Dr. Daddy count. They're not just giving out. I think they didn't give it directly to him because whatever the project was, he worked on it. It wasn't him actually doing the performance or whatever. So it's something like that. But... You know, and there's a quite a number of people who are one award or two awards oh, shy right. of, yeah. like, I want to say Viola Davis. She's a Grammy away. Well, we know Viola don't do music, but let her make a movie and get on the soundtrack of a Grammy award, and boom, she's got it. Oh, wow. So they're still away. That's how a lot of these singers become EGOTs. They worked on the soundtrack or mm. wrote music for a play that mm. won something. Okay. So, that and then, sense. but for Jennifer Hudson, she is producing, she's acting in them, she's singing in them, she's, so that, and for her to be so young in her career, too. Right. Like, Whoopi Goldberg has been doing this for ages. She got hers a long time ago, too. I want to say, like, in 97 or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, Whoopi broke out being on Star Trek. That's very geeky you know nerd culture mm-hmm. white washed so she already had a huge following in the fan base from that fantasy sci-fi world at the beginning of her career and she was funny yeah on top of that she had to stand up and then she did the breakthrough shit with mm-hmm. color purple whoopies you know superb i, 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 I just look like yes. her whole story i'm pretty sure there's a dope ass documentary or an interview somewhere oh my gosh this past week, I watched the documentary of Robin Williams. Mm. Let me tell you. At first, I thought I was going to be, like, sad and it was going to be so super heavy. Yeah. But I watched it and I just had so much joy in my heart for the mark that he left and how he just kind of felt like it was literally his duty to give to the world that much. Oh, okay. And I thought that, you know... He was, like, super-duper depressed, and he did deal with that off and on, but overall, it was, like... That didn't take over his whole... It didn't. You know, he was able to find balance. He struggled with alcoholism and drugs in the past, all kind of stuff, Mm -hmm. so it was a very, very good documentary, interesting watch. I'm gonna have to watch that. Yeah, it was good. Anyway, next on the storyline, we Mm -hmm. talk about Robert Williams, but we know love you, rest in peace. (laughs) P-Valley back, and has everybody watched these... Yes. Has two episodes. I Ooh. watched the second episode, but I watched the first one. Oh, bitch. I watched both of them. I, oh, kinda, I, I can't. I you want to binge watch? watch. Yes. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I understand. Follow it every week. I, I, I understand the sentiment, but I swear to God, I will literally watch it over and over. And, like, as, like, okay, it's episode three about to come on. Let me watch one and two. Cause I need to watch the whole first season over again because the first episode, it was some I had too many questions. Tie backs like, from what? before. What? What you was missing? I mean... It's a list. Think about it. They went off and then the pandemic hit. So that automatically tripled production time. Right. You know, they was doing... And still doing open calls and like, auditions. This person? Who, who is this person? And Kim was like, you don't remember such and such and such and such. And I was like, oh yeah. 
So, and guess who was in the first episode of the I first season? I saw part of the first episode, but I was watching the whole... So I noticed that Miracle Watts was in that first episode, and I'm like, is this... I ain't even seen her. Is this where they met? Is this how <laughs> this happened? Is this... I feel like they met before that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't follow their relationship, but and I just saw it. And form. guess who else was in the episode, this most recent episode? And it's the only spoiler I'm going to give since you haven't seen it. Cool. Really be... Was really? It a, yeah, it was in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I want to know how they put his ass in there. He's his character? The end... No, he's in the episode. Not so that means he's gonna make a comeback in another episode, probably. Mm, or is well, not in the Really, B? Because you didn't watch the second one, did you? No, this is in the second episode. Oh, okay. I said this is the only spoiler I'm gonna get since you oh, haven't okay, seen okay. it. Okay. I'm like, girl, I was <laughs> <laughs> rushing to sleep. Yeah, I had to watch the first episode twice. <sighs> I mean, I was like, I'm, I'm not following some of these things. We were definitely distracted. It was good food being cooked and. Man, smells oh my God. In the air. it was probably the best pasta I've ever had outside of a damn restaurant. Shout out to you. <laughs> Tank. The food was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay. Okay, so I just had to mention this because I thought it was funny that I saw that Benzino knocked somebody out during a celebrity boxing match. <laughs> and I what? was like, this <laughs> 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 who that? No, it was not. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Who he knock out? Um, I guess no neck help you. Uh, how? <laughs> how you supposed to bob and weave if you ain't got no neck? But how just, you bob and weave? But, but maybe it, like, it allows for him to have more momentum going forward. Oh he not my God. I actually saw the video <laughs> of him. His oh, name is Razor Rosati or what something that? like that. And here's a little clip. Uh, wait. It's I'm a gonna... real fighter? Yeah. It's, it's a, a cele- real fight. It's a celebrity boxing match. Who's the... They ain't no celebrity. I never heard of Ray Rigotti. <laughs> Razor Rosati? Oh. Razor? Like Razor? See? Like, like Razor Blade. Yes. Yeah. Razor. The thing is. When he like knocked him out, when he hit the ground, he started like flopping like a dead fish. Oh, like God. this! I can't believe this! But like he was like, <laughs> I was like, that must be the anger just surging in his body. Like I can't believe I let Lord Farquaad knock me out. Oh no! <laughs> wow. So I was like, good for you, Benzino. You know. And what is his name? Razor Rosati or something like that. Rosati. But it is, the celebrity boxing is for a good cause. The winner of these matches get a $10,000 check of proceeds to go to their charity of choice. So his knockout was not in vain. One of these great charities got uh, $10,000 in the name of him falling on his ass and flopping like a fish from Fist of Fury, Benzino, Barbell, Bare Knuckle, (laughs) Rapper, Johnson. That's a good thing. It is the the charity. The yeah. Charity. Okay. The it's charity. The name of the charity. Mm-mm-mm. Speaking of charity, speaking of proceeds, speaking of inspiration and things we did not think were going to happen, mm-hmm. Morris Brown College is back and is fully accredited after a twenty year 
lost an oh, accreditation. Oh my god. They lost their accreditation in 2002 mm-hmm. due to debt and financial mismanagement and enrollment plummeted. Well, Kevin James, the university president, said, Many thought that this feat was impossible, but due to our strong faith in God, our hard-working and wonderful faculty and staff, the support of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, whoop, whoop, our dedicated alumni and our resilient spirit, we were able to achieve full accreditation. Wow. That's amazing. That's awesome. That is such a that blessing. That is amazing. Like, so many people raised yes. money. So many of the, um, they had a, a million dollar, what is it? Pledge or goal, rather, mm-hmm. even, for the funds raised to like get to a certain area so they can bring not only the campus back to accreditation, but bring the campus back to life. You know, living in Atlanta, riding down, it always looked like, is it even still open? You yeah. know, it didn't have the the beauty, the the curb appeal, like the anything. Exactly. Yeah. They had lost a lot of that. That's amazing. So, yes. Also, on top of that, they're bringing back Greek life. So, so it's 100% in full Back, effect. back, Like, back. now you're going to have students staying on campus, all that. That's yes. amazing. Like, I used to go to Morris Brown summer camp. Wow. When I was younger. And oh I just gosh. knew once I graduated from high school, that's where I was going to go. And then they lost accreditation lost right it. before you. Wow. Yep. That's and that would have been a great experience for you at home being close enough to, like, yeah. you. I feel like you would have had more comfort going to an HBCU under those circumstances. Yes, under those circumstances. Yeah. Right. Being because closer I tried to home. the whole HBCU thing and it just, yeah, too far away from home and all that extra stuff. But, you know, that's amazing. I'm for me, look at their, um, their list of studies and stuff that they have. She said, I'm going to get me a little Morris Brown one way or the other. Hey. Oh. <laughs> Take me a little course of studying. My mom Some. has a degree from there. Really? She's alumni. Oh, wow. Come on. So, yeah. Me being a product of an HBCU, I just understand the the sheer importance of having a space like that. I got a different view even of the black man being able to be in an environment where there were leaders mm-hmm. on campus that you saw that were helping you to find things to assist you in doing That's things very different yes from my experience yes <laughs> way different from my experience having um black boys who didn't have dads be around black teachers mm-hmm. they, they a lot of them say they never had a black male teacher until they got to an uh, hbcu yeah. you know them having seminars on if you don't know how to tie a tie Stop by room so and so in the blank building. Mm-hmm. We're gonna teach you like those things. Black man and grooming those black women those too. things yeah. that you might not get at home because you know my HBCU was full of girls from the projects who just was the first one to get out, mm-hmm. and we it's had to first, dress first, yeah. formally on Wednesdays for chapel, and we had to you know things that they would have not had that exposure to before. That they got because of an HBCU. Yeah. And then I did a little whoop whoop when they mentioned the AME church. Mm-hmm. Because most of the privately owned HBCUs in America are funded by the African Methodist Episcopal Church. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yes. My great grandparents had a lot to do with contrib- contributions and support to Bethune. Okay. We had a family home 
that is now a, one of those homes privately owned by somebody else. Mm -hmm. We sold it since then. That was owned by the church and by my grandparents, like under their business with the church, mm -hmm. in which they used to rent out for students and had to do business and stuff with the schools. Yeah. Most of them have a, a deep tie to that. So when I heard that, it was great news. They're going to have the sororities and the fraternities there. The band going to be back. Everything's going to be amazing. You know, I look forward to it because I've only witnessed the bones of Morris Brown. Me moving here in 2005, mm -hmm. um, me only knowing about Drumline and things like that, and what I knew locally about black colleges, which was Ed Waters, Bethune, FAMU. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Maybe North Carolina Central University, maybe Howard Hampton. And I got all of that from BET, Black College Tour and you know, yeah. shit like that. Mm -hmm. My exposure to black colleges elsewhere. So, yeah, I thought that was an awesome little tidbit. That is very awesome. Yeah, so we did, you know, we did spiritually clatch it in the tea today. We ended on a good note <laughs> instead of <laughs> Bob and Weed. <laughs> <laughs> so that is it for the tea and the dish. We will be back with 1111. Thank you for tuning in to Spiritually Clatchet, the podcast. I know you're enjoying yourself thus far. Otherwise, your ass would not be here. <laughs> you can upgrade your subscription from loyal listener to engaged audience member by reaching out to the show via Instagram at Spiritually Clatchet. On Twitter at SC, the podcast. Send us an email to spirituallyclatchit at gmail.com or head on over to the anchor.fm app where you can leave us a voice message or ask us a question at anchor.fm forward slash spirituallyclatchit. We need your feedback so we can offer you advice when you need it or provide you with a safe space to air out them grievances. Recommend us a word for the week. And you know we need you to bring us your horror stories each and every week so we can keep all these signs accountable. That's right. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-U-A-L-L-Y-C-L-A-T-C-H-E-T. Spiritually clutch it on all platforms. We look forward to hearing from you. Now, back to your new favorite show. Ew. <laughs> All right, we are back, and it is 11 11. And it is time to get into the main topic for this week, and we are talking about narcissism. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> I'm going to say it one more time. Really? <laughs> Just to take the sting off. We're talking about narcissism. Mm. You don't say. <laughs> I did. <laughs> so... In short, narcissism is an extreme self-involvement to a degree that makes a person ignore the needs of others around them. Mm. That is just the short and simple version of it. Mm. Self-involvement to a degree that it makes the person ignore the needs of those around them. Okay? <laughs> it is important to note that narcissism is a trait it's a trait. 
But it can also be a. I told y'all, motherfucker. I told y'all, motherfucker. I forgot about my little alarm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is important to note that narcissism is a trait, but can also be part of a larger personality disorder. Mm. Not every narcissist has narcissistic personality disorder or NPD. As narcissism, just like autism and sexuality, is a spectrum. Yes. Mm. You can be light level, because I feel like, like all these things, as human, we all have a tendency to absorb, take on the role of any of these traits, good, bad, negative, detrimental, super positive, you know? Like, it's possible. Yeah. Somebody could say that I'm a narcissist. Right. I don't feel like that, but there are certain levels of me that won't budge when it comes to the line of what I would do to myself for myself versus another person. So is that narcissistic or is that a boundary you have? It might, but what I'm saying so is... So it could be a trait and not necessarily like an encompassed whole description yes. of your being. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Like something that I might do might come off as narcissistic. Yeah. And it might be a boundary. You could be the adjective and yes. or the noun. Is yes. A difference. Yeah. It could be a one thing and I'm like, well... Maybe I'm not caring about the needs of others. Somebody say they got to pee, you know. I'm trying to go get me something to eat or get to the bank before they close. And I'm like, we can't stop, you know. Yeah. That's some, the person who got to pee might be like, bitch, you know, you're so insensitive. And that's, you know, a narcissistic trait. I'm just using this as an example. I would say in, the, in listening and just processing, maybe even in certain types of situations or relationship, people might show up with that trait. Yes. Because of an experience they've had. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that's who they are. Right. But whereas there are people who are narcissists, yes, and they typically encompass all the traits (laughs) all of the time. Yeah, and that's when we get into the narcissistic personality disorder. Mm -hmm. Now, any disorder, (laughs) any I'm just gonna say any disorder can be reorganized and created as order. People who have real-life OCD, not like, oh, I'm OCD, I got to sweep every day. And like, oh, I'm OCD. Like, I'm talking about people who, like, have to oh, touch their them. fucking doorknob 72 yes, times. I've seen it at work. They Real- get out their car and they go walk around their car. Like, random people just touching all the doorknobs. They'll walk Multiple times. times. I've seen it in real life. Things like that. Yeah. Like, that, you're, oh, I have OCD, or you're, Showing a trait of OCD versus people who ritualize everything they do. That's OCD. Like, I might be an OCD cleaner. Like, you just have to have shit clean. A certain way. Right. But not necessarily. Detail-oriented or organized or specific versus... My mom's gonna die if I don't like they cor- <laughs> No, they correlate. They really correlate. That's how severe it is for them, yeah, though. It's a real disorder. Yeah. Like they can together. still organize themselves in their thoughts and their actions in a way to scale it back to a place where they can they can perform in everyday life without these rituals taking over. So anybody, even a person who is literally diagnose subscribe to the idea of narcissistic personality disorder they don't have to be like that forever it's not something you have to live and die with you know 
you can fix that and change that. Absolutely. But let's talk about the types of narcissism. Okay. Oh, narcissism. And then also, I just want to cite my sources. You know, I got all the official information on narcissistic personality disorder from WebMD, you know, so. And then, um, again, we're using a very well mind, the blog, to talk about um, the healing aspect of the narcissism, okay? Mm-hmm. All right, so... Based on WebMD, the two types of narcissism are grandiose narcissism and vulnerable narcissism. Grandiose narcissism is people, okay, people with this behavior are most likely to be, were most likely to be treated as if they were superior or above others during childhood. These expectations can follow them as they become adults. They tend to brag and be elitists can also be aggressive, dominant, exaggerate their importance, very self-confident, not sensitive at all, insensitive to people. Okay, KKK. Perhaps children of celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <laughs> people <laughs> from the hood who mama, mama tell them. Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, or people from the hood the who mama Aries, who, <laughs> the fire sign man. man. <laughs> Sagittarius men. That's all I'm saying too. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All these men. We're not talking about Sagittarius today. Are we? We are. What? We're talking about narcissists. Hell, hell, might as well. I'm like, wow. Hell, What a great way to purge. Isn't it? Wow. Look at God. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yes, well, and then they were raised to feel this way. Yes. Okay. Entitlement. That's what it sounds like. Treated. Yeah. They were treated and mm-hmm. given this idea. Vulnerable narcissism is usually the result of childhood neglect or abuse. People with this behavior are much more sensitive. Narcissistic behavior helps them to protect their feelings of inadequacy. (gasps) Even though they go between feeling inferior and superior to others, they feel offended or anxious when others don't treat them as if they're special. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Vulnerable narcissism. Overall. Overall, a narcissist can portray a wide range of behaviors with different intensities, such as sense of entitlement, from small scale to large scale, manipulative behavior, need for admiration, lack of empathy, and arrogance. Mm. How many narcissists do you know at this moment? Based off all of this. One and a possible. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I, all the flags. Ooh, bitch, I know too. All the flags. Because you just said I, and I remember. Yeah, I know another one too. Oh, I don't know. Send it to me. You know. Vulnerable narcissist. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh my God, <laughs> Jesus, 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 Jesus. <laughs> so, anybody who is in relationship with the narcissist, whether that be willingly 
will it be whether it be by family whether it be by a job association sometimes it could just you know be in passing you know we are affected by that you know yes so so yes. there is a such thing a such thing as narcissistic or narcissism abuse mm -hmm. and it is a form of emotional abuse perpetuated by someone who suffers from narcissism or sociopathy so close really these individuals <laughs> have a tendency, whether conscious or unconscious, to use words and language in, in a manipulative way to damage, alter, or otherwise control their partner's behavior. And it could be not just romantic partner. Partner could be child. Mm -hmm. Partner could be business partner or subordinate at work. Partner could oh be... Oh my God, I just added another one. Three. Oh! <laughs> the more you know. Oh, alert. Um... You know, they use words and language to manipulate the other person. So that could come across a lot of different ways. There are children being raised by narcissistic, abusive parents. And these parents don't know that they're doing this because they could be conscious or unconscious that they're just using things or saying things that is going to incite that into a child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So some of the effects of a narcissist Abuse is anxiety, <laughs> depression, <laughs> PTSD, mm. loss of self-worth and self-awareness, mm, mm, mm. inability to forgive yourself, mm. physical symptoms will manifest, people-pleasing, self-destructive habits. Can we pause? I, let's just take another deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Too much. <laughs> Let's take a pause. <laughs> Feeling a little triggered? Just a tad. I mean, it's quite natural. Yikes. To make, the first of all, the realization of how much something and someone else can still contribute to who you are and what you are today. Mm -hmm. And the worst part of it is really understanding that what they are doing and dealing with is their only source of protection, mm -hmm. of survival for them on top of that. So it's a very rapacious cycle of emotional abuse, essentially. And it's creating uh, an environment of, you know, stress. Yes. Yeah. Because I feel like even having the belief to experience some of this, mm -hmm. that it's like, where, where, where do I find a safe space to operate, you know? Because it's like I'm going to be forced to put up some type of guard. And I'm trying to learn to live my life not guarded. You know what I mean? We got some tips at the end. but Yeah. Of course. That's where boundaries come in. Yeah. And coping. Because there's only so much of a boundary you can put up when it's a relationship that can't you can't sever ties. Right. And also, I do, you know? I do. So there are certain things you have to cope with, but in a healthy way. Yeah. I was you know? going to say, I, and I take full accountability always for myself and my feelings. So I know that a lot of times it has to do with perspective and mm -hmm. how you're willing to receive things. But that takes a level of constant awareness when you're dealing with people. But that's what you said, constant awareness. Constant awareness. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best thing is to be... It, 
Vigilance. If you have a right, if you have a certain <laughs> level of self awareness, then it's constantly being ingrained in you that yes. hey, everything isn't always what it could possibly seem. It could always be a little bit deeper. <laughs> yeah. Ain't none of my business though. <laughs> All right. Well, let me finish this list of <laughs> the effects. <laughs> it's not that many more. All right. <laughs> Excited. <laughs> Yay, learning what else we need to heal, basically. Yes, absolutely. So fun. Yummy. Um, but uh the co- they there are also cognitive effects, memory loss, brain freeze, emotional distress, irritability, mood spring swings, depersonalization, effects on children, and trust issues. Mm. So being in a situation, short-term or long-term, where you're dealing with someone who has narcissistic traits, a number of them, a little bit of them, or uh, a whole personality disorder, is going to be a process to heal from and grow from and learn from. And it is definitely 100% possible. Yes. I, I believe think we can add codependency to that effect as well. Baby. I mean... Right. I mean, if all these things, yeah, I can definitely see that. But, um, and I think it says something about it in the help part, but dealing and healing from narcissism. Mm, yes, tell me how to heal. <laughs> so, Are you saying how victims of narcissists <laughs> heal or the narcissist heal? Either <laughs> or, because when you think about it, okay. it's still the source of it. Two things, being lied to as a child to making the yeah. that's a lie being like the world is not going to treat you like that baby at all and when you start to see that that's when a lot of them get on drugs and alcohol and you know feel the pressure to be something that, that they think not, you know what i'm saying it's can't the heal. root of it is not good either way so it healing as the narcissist or healing from the narcissist this is you know the advice so it says historically narcissists do not seek help since it doesn't fit in the self-image they have of themselves, right? The list just goes on. That says typically, (laughs) historically. But that's why you need real friends and real people in your life to tell you about yourself. Like, that's why you need people to check you. And that's why it's important for me to be in relationship with people that I can be honest with and tell what I see, what I think, what I feel, and not on no bitch. I'm telling you about yourself, but I'm sharing Absolutely. from an honest place. From like an honest place, and it's constructive criticism. It's it's you know if I can't be self aware, and construction shit gotta get knocked down with people like, that you know have my best interest at heart. And honestly, it's just a bruise to the ego. That's because it's not taken away from who you are. Ego, and your ego is yeah. the worst thing that you could. You know, I, there's a video going around on Instagram of a clip with B. Simone and one of her friends in an interview, and they were speaking on when you date a woman that she should have at least two or three good girlfriends mm-hmm. for these very reasons that y'all are pointing out. Yeah. And recently it's brought, you know, I've had to consider the opposite. Like those type of women men, that be like, oh, they men that have a he nice also circle. has to have a certain level of accountability around right. him as well. Mm-hmm. And when they do, when they don't, you definitely can see it. That's a question. Why? Yeah. This is what I've always said. Or even what does the circle look like? Or what's the trajectory of your relationship? Like, why Why do you have this friend? Because you, you know, know what? Man? There's always that 
opposites attract mm-hmm. spectrum where even in a lot of the movies we have, there's the do right dude from the hood with the reckless ass Friend. Tupac mm-hmm. character and the you know Morris Chestnut with the football. But they always ass. seem to connect on some deep level. They connect on the experience, but yeah. half half full, half empty. There's people who grew up with those narcissists in the same environment with the same conditioning and chose to conduct themselves and grow and look and feel and say, okay, something's not right here. I'm going to do this. Let me. And the few narcissists that do seek help or feel like, okay, my relationships are failing or what's about me, you know? I hope, my hope is that what I know to be true is nothing stays the same. Nothing. Right. We can put a brand new table untouched in the middle of a room and close that door for a hundred years and open it back and it w- would have changed. Yeah. It doesn't stay the same, you know, nothing. So it's going to take time. Like those hundred years, it took time for that change to occur. Mm-hmm. But if the person is willing, then there is no, there's no end. If you have life in your body, you have an opportunity to do to your do life how you want to do it. Yeah. So, let me just run it back. They're not seeking help, basically. So if you recognize that you're in a relationship with a narcissist, you can change your dynamic in the relationship and challenge your partner to alter how they view you or your relationship. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not just romantic relationships. You can challenge your parent. You can challenge your boss. You can challenge through HR. You can challenge your teammate. You yeah. can challenge, you know, the person on your um in your group project whatever it is and it doesn't can, necessarily have to be like a confrontational challenge no it's just a lot of changing is challenging you change yeah you are and you change your trajectory of things and how you work out the other person that's willing has no other option but to change if you recognize narcissism in yourself mm-hmm. you can begin to change your self-esteem to self-compassion This means treating yourself with kindness instead of comparing yourself to others. Because I feel like that is definitely more so a nod to the grandiose narcissism, you know? Being able to be compassionate with yourself instead of comparing yourself to others because that's kind of the birth of the narcissism. You being taught that you're this versus everybody else. Right. So just accepting yourself because that's very restricting because then you have to hold yourself to such a like strict standard and it's unrealistic because you didn't even give that to yourself somebody Mm -hmm. else told you you're this Mm -hmm. like somebody's mom raising them like you're gonna go to the olympics like Mm -hmm. you might not even like the sport they put exactly but you're living your life based on your value if you went to the olympics or not if you place in the olympics or not if you know what i'm saying and that's not true you know And then your wealth, your health, your value is placed on this ornate thing that means absolutely nothing to the core of who you are in your spirit. Yeah. All right. So um, if it's you, be compassionate to yourself. It takes time and energy to heal from betrayal, heartbreak, gaslighting, financial losses, or whatever else caused by an abusive partner recognize and accept your feelings you may experience a range of emotions from grief despair depression anger anxiety next step educate yourself 
Learn the traits of a narcissist and what con constitutes narcissistic abuse to more easily recognize when you are being manipulated. Join a support group or reach out to a therapist or counselor. They can equip you with more tools to help you heal from narcissistic abuse or any kind of emotional abuse in a safe, non-judgmental space. Finally, the cure to it all, practice self-care. Make sure you're getting enough sleep, eating healthy, and engaging in activities that you find enjoyable, i.e. dance, hike, sing, paint, run, strip, pole dance, ride a dick, suck a dick. Oh. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> makes you happy. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to add some sprinkles. I'm really horny. Okay. So sorry. <laughs> I am. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> it is that season approaching. Horny season? That season. <coughs> whole season? Whole season. No comment. I got whole fever. It's time for whole titties. <laughs> oh my. I got my hot girl vaccination. Yeah. Do you guys think you. Ready for it? penetration. Ooh. Do we exhibit what? Are we still talking about narcissism? Yes. Okay. Narcissistic um, characteristics. I'm pretty sure I can. I'm ju I'm just a lot to take in sometimes, so I don't I can't put my finger on what it might be because I feel like a narcissist ain't the type of person to apologize or reflect, and I do that so often mm -hmm. that I just can't say that I'm a narcissist. Now having traits, yeah, those I might let some shit roll out or happen or whatever that might look that way if but. we're using the word synonymous with selfish then yes but no okay so no know. not to that no i not to that degree not at all i don't think so for myself I, I, yeah because do you how do you feel about yourself? not being narcissistic you know what i mean i feel like it takes a little more you know that's a negative trait for Scorpios though narcissism like that's it one is. of their um but you're in a, a different i know i know but uh, the I mean, I'm sure I have, at some the past point. couple of years, I've been acting as a narcissist. Yep. Well, that's a lot of self-reflection. Like, if you know that you do, do these things and you feel like you are a vulnerable narcissist, because I don't see the grandiose, but I don't know all your life background of how you could feel safer portraying those traits, you know? I just think maybe not even labeling it as narcissist but more so in the selfish mm -hmm. realm mm -hmm. like of being extremely selfish like i've just gotten to the point where i can now accept accountability for certain things that i've done well yeah that's only happened since we started this podcast because i remember you said right, the first couple of episodes like nope i'm not no nah, i'm not i'll, I'll disappear see, on you to just and come back know, later like, <laughs> outwardly say you know i do apologize for making you feel like such and such and such and such yeah. as opposed to me just saying oh i'm sorry you feel that way Ooh, yeah you see what i'm saying because it's it's i won't necessarily say it's because of how i was raised but growing up i was put in a category of you were here for no reason mm. you see what i'm saying so but so was it's it better than or was she just were you just elevated? You know what I mean? Like, were you told you were better than somebody or were they just telling you you were great? I was just being told I was great. I don't think that's but the same. But never to... Do you feel the level of expectation put on you was like higher and more stringent? So yes. that meant that so a lot of it felt I like did, grandiose I had was had to do because yeah. 
this is what you thought was great. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So I, the bar you're telling me of expectation. You want me to do this, and I'm gonna do it, even if I don't want to. Yeah. So I feel like like what that when we on last episode when you in the T spoke about Ti's son and how he behaved at yes. my house. That is an example of, of a narcissist. Raising a narcissist. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, like, absolutely. You're better than these people. Not you're better than to be arguing. Yes. But than these people. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. No. Exactly the difference. Exactly. Yes. Okay. But I feel like the difference would be he's raising him to be a grandiose narcissist, and if anything, like she said, it would be vulnerable. See, I probably came from vulnerable narcissism, right? And then he got money, so that validated I'm not that. Poor, yeah. broke, Ooh. nobody no more. Now I'm really somebody, and you gonna treat me as such. I'm and the king. I'm the king. king. I'm the king. Yeah. Yes. His son's name is King. Hmm. Look, come on. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I'm done with the pot. The eggs is finished. <laughs> <laughs> that is it for eleven eleven. If you'd like to learn more about narcissistic abuse or narcissism or where you can get help, you can visit the internet. <laughs> Google it. Do you your can, own research. You can go to Google and type in Very Well Mind, the super dope blog that has lots of articles and information about all kinds of things that we need healing from. And you can use your insurance to book a appointment with a therapist or pay out of pocket. Hope that helps. Love you. We'll be back with more. <laughs> friend kia though go sad hey girl she's a girl they're the best they're different but we just said sag in general sorry Sorry. so you know and all the non-toxic sages out there we also (laughs) love you but we all have had the negative experience yes we've all had a negative experience with sagittarius so So if you don't know sagittarius is november 22nd through december 21st and today is full moon in Sagittarius. Thank God. Get rid of it. Ooh, ooh. Oh, my cousin is a Sag too, Kira. I'll fuck with her. Hell yeah. Her. Hey, girl, hey. She's like, you her. ain't said a nigga Again. yet. <laughs> so, a Sagittarius, <laughs> just so y'all know, is a mutable fire sign. It's ruled by the optimistic and highly expansive planet Jupiter. Most Sagittarians. Where people go to get more stupider. <laughs> Most Sagittarians adopt an extremely positive view towards life and believe that almost anything is possible for those who have the courage to dare and dream. Okay. Idealists, they insist on ethical behavior and honesty from those they come in contact with, preferring to judge people by their motives rather than by the results they achieved. Sagittarians are natural protectors of small creatures and champions of the underdog. That sounds like, you know, sounds pretty good so far. <laughs> Generally speaking. But 
we're more concerned about, you know, the Sagittarius romantic partner. <laughs> and this is what it says about the romantic partner. Sagittarians <laughs> make intense romantic partners, yet they can also be quite relaxed, enjoying, and good humor, and delighting in many pleasures of their life. Their positive orientations and excessive energies make them a valuable partner, one who will always seek the best in any situation and bring out the best in you. They are not good at handling disappointment. However, but and, they're disappointing. Okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and they may sink into depression when things are not working out. Easily disappointed, their positivity can plummet when rejected, leaving them feeling hopeless and abandoned. But their buoyant spirits revive quickly, and their philosophy urges them to do better next time. Okay. Look at that. What did that word say right there? <laughs> <laughs> Stalwart. Oh. <laughs> we gonna come That's back you? to that. We gonna come back to mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Don't try to bust them. <laughs> so the question was you... <laughs> I'm so sorry. gas for me though i swear to god because you know my jeep you just push the thing and it opens and i was like i swear i should not be on my gas light like they probably did i literally think somebody stole some gas from me like they must have needed it i swear to you because wow. i because i got in and my gas light was on like within like anyway sorry wow. y'all i just i'm gonna just tell them so they can know understand the interruption because i don't feel like cutting the shit out of the show anyway <laughs> I just saw a picture while I was going to the, I dated a Sagittarius support group on, on Facebook. And it was a picture of <laughs> a gas light indicator. And it said, this little light of mine, <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> oh, I mean, it was literally shining. It's shining. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's shining. Before we I was, came. We already was talking about gas. That's Girl. why. It made I mean, me holler. I guess it's just not too much of a shock for me because when I was in California to fill You're up, still like it was it was about seventy five dollars. So me filling up today for seventy five dollars, I was like, damn. I didn't had it good for the last year or so. So what the fuck is gas in California? Seven dollars? Shit. Probably or maybe it may be the same. About four or five dollars. I don't even know how much gas is now. I just know how gas in California it. would not be the same if they're going up because of inflation. If but it that's doesn't some necessarily more... mean that it's only going up all the way around, huh? It doesn't necessarily mean it's going up in California. It could be going up in the south. I don't know. They got inflation going on around the world, regardless of if it's just gas, groceries, everything is going up. Cause is it? They just want people to be sad and stressed. I'm not, and that ain't my business. Yeah. But I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, not at all. Let's get back to these Sagittarians. What you were saying? Now? Anyways, the I'm question was, to... yes, <laughs> but that's that's the that. horror story. <laughs> it's called horror for a reason. Horror. 
the it's horror. definitely a horror because these comments are they're kind of funny kinda. yeah kind of funny have you ever dated a Sagittarius was the question <laughs> define date <laughs> And so the comments the were torture. people who dated them, people who come in contact with them, and people who are kindly, kind of still dating them. So one girl said, she said, yes, I've dated a Sagittarius and honestly fell deeply in love. The thing with a Sagittarius is that they're unpredictable, but sometimes predictable, if that makes sense. They're understanding and have the same interests. They listen and care for the most part. The thing with Sagittarius is they are very friendly with both of the genders, which can cause some misconceptions. But if they love you back, they won't do anything to hurt you. They are smart and can have many interesting conversations with them. But the cons of them is they are stubborn and selfish at times. So then a response to that was, my only real relationship I've ever had was with the Sagittarius. We lasted six years together. If it weren't for certain factors in our lives, I think we could have been perfect together. I will say, though, I think I'm most compatible with fire signs romantically. Sagittarius aren't as sensitive and romantic as Aquariuses because I am Aquarius. I didn't find a deeper connection. On surface, we both enjoy free-spirited activities, but on a deeper level, they aren't as compatible with an Aquarius. Then another girl said... It was almost a competition. I mean, we were together for 10 years and married, and it was literally a competition. <laughs> oh. It was Yikes. good when it was good, but it was bad when it was bad. That, that sounds... I got a personal comment. My experience with a Sagittarius mm-hmm. was the epitome of Stockholm Syndrome. Just being emotionally manipulated all the time to the point where I felt like well if I just do this maybe it'll change or feeling bad and yes you know what Stockholm Syndrome is mm-hmm. when you start relating to your captor and you start feeling sorry for them oh, the no. like the people that get kidnapped somebody will try to come rescue you and you're like well I can't leave them mm-hmm. I need to stay and yes oh wow yes cause you've been I watched the episode of Law and Order like that bang that's why I don't play like that no more if I, we can't be autonomous to any, like, it's not going to work. The thing is, I was just reading this. I got another one. Go ahead. Finish what you was reading. I'm right. finished. Okay. So, I, when I clicked on the support group, it was like, the, the first, you know, I, that's how I be getting these I stories. Don't. I got all the support groups on Facebook. <laughs> I survived. I dated a Sagittarius support group. So, somebody asked the question, how do Sagittarius, or they meant, how do Sagittarians handle bad times? The Sagittarian, the Sagittarians that responded <laughs> said, "It's literally on Do Not Disturb." I don't know why. <laughs> oh, sorry. The Sagittarians who responded say, "Cry and isolate myself. Cry, smoke weed, and isolate." <clears throat> but a person who's dating a Sagittarius said, "I've been with one almost eight years. Sometimes, and I don't know why." Mm. He is stubborn, autonomous, flirty, always projecting, never takes the blame. Instead, gets aggressive and shuts down. Listening to music, will never say sorry. It's infuriating. Mm -hmm. Also, Mm self-sabotage. That's basically what she said they do. I can second that. Yeah, when they get to the place of shutdown, so, you know, 
ha that's how they handle things when they don't have the a proper way to cope. Let's just say that mm -hmm. that's their uh, form of escapism. I can see that. I definitely can see that. Yeah, I was raised by a Sagittarius. What male or female? Male. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't have good experience. Like. No, I know. I mean, I agree with that. When it's good, it's good. When it's right. bad, it's bad. I know a couple of other Sagittarius men that I can say are really cool people mm -hmm. as friends. Yeah. I don't know what it's like. I, you know, it was never any type of intimacy in that way as far as an intimate partnership relationship. Mm -hmm. But my personal experience, negative. Not good. No, not at all. Mm. Not at all. You think all. it was just that the 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 person or just where you were in life both okay i feel like but where we were in life but the fact that he's a sagittarius just kind of is it like narcissist on top of that yeah okay i mean or I'll, underneath it i'll give, I'll give <laughs> room for you know growth and error like benefit of the doubt there's only room for growth and benefit of the doubt when they can acknowledge that there's room for growth you know, so if you can't confidently say that he can acknowledge that there's room for growth, Listen, then I believe in magic. So he might one day wake up and acknowledge it. I don't know. But. And what I said, it's like, hey, you just as long as you still have life. Yeah. As long as you're I do still believe alive. It's possible. I don't. I ain't hoping for it. Yeah. If it happens, great for him. <laughs> <laughs> but mm, gross. You don't really foresee that in your future. I don't for I don't see my future and with that person involved. I don't do that type of thinking <laughs> like i just cut that side of my peripherals off like i don't you know like yeah. when you cut the picture to fit in the frame that part i have to cut off because it's not necessary for the picture i'm trying to see mm. sorry not sorry mm. i don't even know that man <laughs> sorry to that man you know, I've never seen that actual viral video. I just heard so many people saying it. Ooh. I just say sorry. To <laughs> you see her? That's how I want to live my life. You know, this Sagittarius she, man. How she was like that video. I didn't I see it. I don't know what it is. Video, she said, sorry to I want to be like that. Tell me what happened. It was like they were showing her a picture of someone. And she was like, I don't know I but mean, it wasn't like in a defensive like. Eh. It felt very Pukukaranti, like what Pukukaranti would look like. She I was real that. cool, calm, and collected. And I she don't was know like, that man. I wouldn't even know him if I was walking down the street. Yeah, like mm. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry to that man. That part, <laughs> I want to be like that when it comes to this situation. <laughs> it's gross. Otherwise, do you have a Sagittarius personal story to share? Mine is a secondhand story, so I mean, we could just. Go to the source. Oh, well, we've already heard from the source. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, don't you want to hear the third party view? Because I, yo, you tell the story. Which one? Pick I don't, one. I, this one. Because one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, mm, you kind of heard several stories. I mean, it's just not just this person in particular. I've coming in like I've been single and dating for a long time I've come across a few people and I always had like this kind of 
I don't want to use the word jaded, but I'm going to use it because that's kind of what it is. Mm. Perception off rip. And I've always been like, but I'm going to give the benefit of doubt. Show up anyway and see what happens. And it's been kind of less than pleasurable. Um, I start seeing that some of those traits of things that I just know are red flags early on. Mm-hmm. And it's something with me in, in certain fire signs. Because I've dated a lot of Leos. But Aries... Mm-hmm. No, I don't. You would have to be Russell Wilson. Like, <laughs> I'd have to be like, what? I would love, tell me your sign six months down the road. Like, and Russell please. Wilson is a Sagittarius. I know, but I'm saying as far as the fire sign energy showing up in a different way. Yeah. Because overall, my I'm so experiences. Glad he's a right. I'm so glad. That is a little had, beacon know, of hope. I met a guy, we only talked on the phone, who seemed really cool and nice. He was a Sag. I could definitely get the vibe of the whole elusive part where they might have a hard time being in a commitment or, you know. Well, I, I would know. use the word devoted just because for me in a relationship, I would want to feel that devotion between a partner. And yeah. I don't see that typically in really most fires. I mean... Oh, um, wait. Well, I mean, like oh I my said, gosh. I was raised by Sagittarius. My dad is a Sagittarius. So I can only speak from a father daughter relationship, not a. Right. I can't speak between him yeah. and my mom. You see what I'm saying? Well, you but want, they've been together see? for. How old am I? Oh, I want to talk about this next week. 33 years. See, my thing is, I feel like in that aspect, I was married to one. I believe he would have stayed married if I was okay with what came with it and all the other things. Like you were devoted to the idea of idea, not to me as your to the actual marriage, Mm. the work that like they're because that's what that's what I was thinking. Like the 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 image of the image, the title, the all of that, and what it makes you look like. That's what I was thinking Mm. when I saw that post, and it was like we've been together for eight years, and another one was like we was together for six years. I'm like they ain't got a problem. And I'm putting this in air quotes, committing, mm-hmm. because if they're living their life based off of status, yes. image, things oh like that, God. having a partner is, is beneficial. It looks yeah, like yeah. you're thriving in a way. You got somebody who rocking with you for X, Y, Z amount of time, you know? Mm-hmm. And in our society, patriarchy is pushed. And most of the time in that type of role, mm-hmm. with a man, with a woman, they look at them, look at them as a... Prize, yes, trophy, yes, like an accessory to an extension to of my wealth. Yes, an extension. Look at my mm-hmm. wife; she is fat. Yes, I feed her well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, for that's why I'm having fat wives was like a thing of like status. Like, in hindsight, when I think about the Aries and Sagittarius, both of them praised me for my looks. Never was it anything. Of your actual value. Yes. It was always, you're so beautiful, you're so this, you're so that. And I'm like, well, who am I? Right. Right. Or what I did for them. Mm, Okay. My ex actually told me it was what I did for him while we were still in a relationship. And it was like, "Mm, and I look good, that's dumb as fuck. But I mean, that's the only value he could see because, and that's pity on you. Pity on you. That's all you see, bro? All right. All right, man. I'm going to go over there. Look over there. I'm out. Right. All right, well, that wraps up. um, Horror stories. Horror stories.
Do better. Do better. Please do better. Just elevate yourself. You know, self-awareness is key. And that's everybody. Those who are and those involved. Yeah. Yeah. And even if you think you're doing better, do a little more. Oh. Because it don't stop. Look, I, I thought I was doing so good from five years ago. And look at me now. Looking at most shit I need to fix. And criticism hard. never hurt nobody. Yeah. But don't criticize yourself so harshly that you can't forget it. That part. All right. That's it. We'll be back. It's levels to this shit. <laughs> All right. We're back. And it is time for advice and grievances. And this week, we have a voice message. So we're going to play it and tell them what we think. What can we do for our future generations when it comes to gun violence? How can we encourage our youth today to prevent them from using guns as much as they're using them today. I'm so alarmed about this as I've seen the case. All right, Miss Ma'am. Well, you hit us with a heavy one right there, but it is a cause for concern. It's very apparent and it has been apparent for quite some time that, you know, the world is getting a little crazy with the gun use and abuse and it's making it a scarier place to live especially with the number of like uh mass shootings and stuff mass public shooter situations that are going on but i don't know if i'm gonna go super super deep on my response to this because you don't even want me to get started with conspiracy and how i really really feel about it mm. because I'm just going to drop this little coin. You know, the powers that be are very specific in painting a picture over here. Sleight of hand, I'll say. Mm -hmm. Doing things right in front of your face, but really doing something else. Right. The Buffalo shootings, one of the people who were shot in that mass shooting in Buffalo was a black inventor who had invented a water engine. An engine that thrives off of water, not gasoline. So, quite, gas prices are going up. So, quite naturally, we, the, the people who run the oil industries are the people who run the United States. That's why every time there's a Democrat in office, there's a oil run, war, fuel thing. And when there's a Republican in office, there's some tax and money shit going on. Like, they... Know what the fuck. So, I just feel as though if you don't want your children having guns, don't buy them for them. If you want your children to know how to use guns and be safe with them, explain the gun safety and explain the rules that you have set forth for them. They are making it very easy to get guns. You can go buy a gun before you can legally drink alcohol mm -hmm. these or days. Drive a car. So, your... And it's easier than driving a car or getting a car. I mean, it was a, a ten-year-old I mean, baby. Up, we used to be able to go in Walmart and buy a whole gun. A BB gun. I bought a BB gun out of Walmart when I was in college just because I wanted a pink BB gun. <laughs> <laughs> just because. Right. Like, I'm going to shoot some shit, you know? Um, I think that it's glorified starting from a very early age. Like, even my nephew, he got more gun toys in, in at 
where he be playing then cars, trucks, blocks, building mm-hmm. things like you Nerf have to realize what your you know the influence and how far it reaches. As far as safety, I feel like you have to just have this air and this thought and this prayer and this belief of protection and use that. That's my advice, you know. Teaching. Teaching and explaining the importance of safety, letting them know it's not a toy, making them completely understand about life and death. And these might be some heavy things that you might have to talk to with your kids, but if you're willing to give them a play gun, you need to let them know the real danger of, you know, what guns are and what they can do. Yeah. As far as the grown people out here, like... Do better. Hold yourself accountable. I feel like as a parent of young children currently, Mm -hmm. I definitely don't encourage or perpetuate playing with guns. Like, I don't buy anything that's a gun. When they try to build something that they say is a gun, we shut it down. Yeah. Like, I'm not with none of that. And furthermore, I, I try to help them understand that who you are and what you experience is a choice Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. while there are things outside happening to and around you you get to decide how you're going to experience it and i think a lot of these people who react with guns they're giving their power away you know instead of being like well i don't want to be a part of this let me go do something different you're reacting with a gun and now your whole life is down the drain or even shot with the police or in jail or just now you're just marked with that as a part of your being it's taking your life away mm-hmm. and also gun safety a lot of these people all kinds of people rich people people yes. in the hood having these guns as collector's items and luxuries and yo eight-year-old know where your gun is and know how to use it and they plan like the little girl who shot her little cousin and shot herself on live killed killed these two little babies playing on live with a gun that should not even have been visible, accessible, or anything. And then some people believe in teaching their kids how to use a gun and have a gun and hold a gun for safety. If somebody come in here, you go in mommy room, go up under this, grab that. You know, some people believe in that. And that's definitely a choice. But you still need to take responsibility if you choose to bring a gun in your home to protect your family make sure you're doing just that and making sure that they don't have reach and access to it to hurt themselves and by by that not protecting the family yeah so it's not just one right answer or wrong answer yeah i feel like it's there's a level of awareness that needs to happen before we engage in anything yeah you can't even change your diet without researching what you can eat and what you're going to do or you're going to crash and burn up, you know? Mm-hmm. So you can't bring a whole firearm into this, to your household, into a school, into whatever, and not really think about the scope and the detriment of how far it can reach. Yeah. Yes, it's a small thing to say, oh, I'm using this to protect, but make sure it's just that and it's not any reckless shit going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all we got for that piece. That's the only thing we got is feedback. Anybody else need some advice on something or got a grievance to air out? Um, yes. I don't want to necessarily say it's advice. It could just be a grievance. I don't know. But a couple of episodes ago, we talked about all of the characteristics you know we wanted in a spouse, right? Mm-hmm. So that conversation came up. In my personal life, outside mm-hmm. of this, okay? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I 
I basically, you know, in a nutshell on the show kind of said, you know, I want somebody to be, you know, like my life coach, my financial planner, my nutritionist, like good looking, all of these things. Right. And I basically was told that that's not something that I should hold true to my spouse. And I just felt some kind of way because I felt like if I can't hold everything true to my spouse, I myself, I want to be my own life coach, my financial planner, my nutritionist, right? And as a single woman, in some scope, I am. Right. Once I get with a partner, why is it not okay for me to have that support from you as well? You see what I'm saying? I'm not necessarily saying that I need you to be all of these things and I can't do for me. I'm just saying it's a certain level of support. You're saying this is a lot that, that on one plate I and need. I want to be able to spread it out across right. the board. I mean, if I'm meal example, prepping, if I'm living with you yeah. and I'm meal prepping. And we supposed to be in a relationship. I don't just want to meal prep on my diet. We need to meal prep together. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? You want to be on the same Like accord. that's a certain amount of support. Lifestyle. If, exactly. If life- I'm telling you that I want to save X amount of money by X amount of time. And I need you to help me sit down and create a budget. Then why can't we do that together? Well. Like they need to have a budget too. You might not have a partner that has those things as a strong suit, though. So, if somebody is interested in you, perhaps, and mm-hmm. they hear you saying that, they might feel like, well, I'm not viable. I I won't fit because I either can't or won't do these things. Like, if somebody who you're dating already might be, like, a buff person, let's say. They work out already. They're already buff. What you need in a meal plan ain't my meal plan. How you got to prep ain't how I'm a prep. I work out, you know, Two hours a day, I can eat what the fuck I want, you know? Which may be true, but uh-huh. if I'm telling you that it's a certain level of your example of a buff person mm-hmm. in me, if I'm telling you that this is my desire, right? Right? As a supportive per- partner, even if I cannot meet you the whole way, right? It's still my responsibility as your partner to be supportive in that. Right, yeah, I'm right. not going to the gym for two hours. I'm not going, you see what I'm saying? But I'm I'll not have going you. to the gym for two hours with you. But if you say, if you want to stop in and do 30 minutes with me, okay, fine. You see what I'm saying? If I got a meal prep and you don't, then you can sit in the kitchen with me while I'm meal prepping. You see what I'm saying? You want it's somebody a certain level, level of support. With you. Right. You want to fall a partner. like Exactly, that's what I think a partner we're, is. So I'm but, not wrong to no, think that's, that. You're not wrong think to think certain any of it. levels to it. I'm not saying that I need you to be this, 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 this for me because I can't be it for myself. But if I'm struggling with meal prepping, you want support. then I want support with right. that. Especially from the person that I'm living with. I was about to say, do you feel like there was a degree where you felt like, okay, I'm not going to be able to get this support from this person who I'm dealing with? Or do you feel like... You were made to feel wrong for wanting that level of support? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, as far as the advice I goes, think I was I made think... to feel wrong because it was a certain level of, I just won't. Not I can't. It's I won't. So you're saying these are the needs that you're expressing and that you feel like they were flat out like, no, nah, that's unrealistic. Next. No, it's right. not going to happen. Just because in the grand scheme of things, you probably overgeneralized. You see what I'm saying? You or the person the who person received that wanted to argue with me about this. 
yeah, I don't even feel like that's like ground for an argument. I feel as though these are personal preferences. Right. If I feel in my life I need somebody who's going to pick up the slack more than I ever will because I know that I'm a slacker sometimes, that's yeah. just what I need. And you can't tell me I'm wrong for saying I need that. You might just not ever be the person to do that. Because you might be like, you're a slacker. I'm headed this way, <laughs> you know? And that's fine because yeah, you might have been weighed down by somebody before or felt like you're limiting what you're able to do. That's not the kind of partner that I want to need, though, you know? So, duly noted. And if there's not anywhere that you feel like you can compromise, as the person who's being asked to, you know, support me, maybe you can get specific in ways that they can give their support. So, instead of it being like a general bubble of, I can't do shit and I need you to, like, be here, because they might read that as, like, codependency, or they might read that as something else that they can't particularly verbalize. Mm -hmm. You know, I think you can get specific about what you need, or find another way to say it, because a lot of times, it seems like you're just not being heard, and it's like, it's just not being understood. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's worth trying to maybe address in a different kind of way. Like, okay, maybe you didn't fully grasp what I was trying to say, let me say it like this. Right. And if there's still, like, no willingness to, like, see or understand or and meet that's you, just that's just confirmation, like, that's not what I right. need. Because I was going to say, for me, firsthand listening, mm -hmm. it would be off-putting to me just because I have a trigger with codependency. You know, I don't want to be in a relationship where I feel like I got to, the man needs me to need him. Like, I'm going to be attentive and, you know, a partner but if you're like expecting me to nag and beg and you know what i mean be up your ass for real ill i don't want to be a partner yeah that's not gonna happen you know but i definitely see like i want to be a partner i want to be a part of all the parts of your life and not just like a passerby or yeah. a server like <laughs> i don't want to yeah like as a partner i want to be a part of all your all the same things right let's us together we both plan what we're going to be eating yeah yes because so you want like a partnership like yeah, I want yeah. a real partnership that's that's Absolutely. what I desire a partnership I feel like if I cook the meals you wash the dishes maybe not every time because I'm fond of the dishwasher but what I'm saying is like try to help me like be willing to help don't just sit there and be like yep bring the food you know like well whatever the partnership is for you as long as you're willing to do a part that's yeah, the, yeah. I'm saying specifically for me right. if that's how I feel if I cook the food wash the dishes or say I'm going to prep the food or say I'm ordering tomorrow so you ain't got to cook. Like, I want to see that what I'm adding to the relationship it's is not only appreciated, it's being right. reciprocated yeah. as well. And maybe you don't know how to cook. That ain't your strong suit. Maybe that person don't know how to create a budget or don't know how to come up with a workout plan. But they can do something that says, I see you and I still got your back. Exactly. So, you know, I think... Like you said, if with you being broad about certain things, it's hard for them to discern and fully understand what you want other than every fucking thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Versus saying specifically, no, I kind of just need a partner that's going to show up in this way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my little piece of advice. Hope that helped. Her Be piece more of advice. Got it. Yeah, see, that's what you took from that. Good. <laughs> I know I said a lot of shit. Generally, she, that's what I said. Good. No, I'm glad you got something. I don't want to just be talking to it and be like, girl, what the fuck you just said? I never seen that. <laughs> so you took something away from it. 
<laughs> and it made sense. It made, it made certain sense. sense. So I feel accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pootie, do you need advice about anything? Or can we go ahead and wrap this show up? I'm ready to go. All right, well, give us our closing affirmation. Well, as we continue to repeat to our audience and ourselves to do better, (laughs) the affirmation today is I always have room for growth. Mm. And also keep in mind, possibilities for my life are limitless. Yes. Mm. The possibilities are limitless because there's always room for growth. Growth, change, reconditioning, whatever. Yes, always room. There's always space to like... you, but you can always be better. Yes. Yes. Acceptance is always the first step. Yes. So that's the there's nothing wrong with me. Where I am, how I am, what I am is okay. However, I could always be better. Because when we get to that, I'm okay, I'm fine. Is this my highest? Is this my best? That's always the questions that I ask as far as relationships, as far as what I'm selling for, as far as a job. Is this what's highest and best for me? And I got that from Catherine Ponder. Mm -hmm. Like, highest and best. Those are just the two things that is like, is this the peak of where I can go? Is this the absolute best that I can want or do or expect for myself? No. Hell fucking no. Period. So that's it. Yes. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Spiritually Clatchet. Holla. Later.